0: Hi, this is Mark Harrison.
1: And this is Kathy Martin Harrison, owners of Ed Martin, Nissan, and Fishers.
2: And this is Tom Britt's podcast.
1: The only name you need to know.
2: Well, there's a good sound effect for the mailbox. Yeah.
1: You want to start recording?
2: Yeah, we are.
1: This is really nice. Got some, uh, got some mail today. From the Bethlehem United Methodist Church, they sent me a thank you card. Thank you so much for your wonderful coverage of our 175th anniversary. We are so appreciate the choice to include us in the Geis and Fishers magazines. We appreciate your endeavors to report on the lives and events of our community. May you experience joy and love this holiday season. Blessings, Reverend Angela Gafford. Thank you, Angela, for the nice card. We don't get, you know, we get fan mail every once in a while, right? That's now. pretty awesome,
2: man. Yeah, Love
1: we'll to talk yeah. about more people. Yeah, Dave, we got number seven going here in the can. Big day today, Dave. I don't know if you saw the big announcement we made today at the Wolfies at Geist, but the Geist Conservancy District is now officially filed.
2: Okay, so let, you let the games begin, right? Do you know what that means? <laughs> no, I guess that means uh, more controversy. <laughs>
1: It means more of the same, is yes. what it means No, It means officially that the petitions have been filed in Hamilton County and that the process of forming the Conservancy District has now officially begun. So if you think about the process, the first part of it is you gotta you know do a lot of research and try to figure out where the boundaries are gonna be. And a lot of groundwork goes into it. Then you have to actually create the petition to the courts that we need this and why. And then you got to go get your fellow residents to sign on to say, yeah, we, we want this. And the state statute allows that we need 15% of the people in the proposed district to sign a petition saying we need it. I mean, getting 15% of anybody to say, I want to pay more in taxes is really difficult.
2: Yeah, you gotta be uh, got to be on point.
1: And you, you got to make sure you have a really good reason for doing it. Um, in this case, we had uh, over a third, I think it was 37% of the freeholders in that area signed a petition, which is, in my mind, a monumental task. It was a huge endeavor, and that's a, that's a home run. You get that many people to sign on to say, yeah, we want a conservancy district. And the other part of that is a lot of the details haven't even been ironed out yet. I mean, the tax rate is kind of fluid right now. We're still working on the budget as we speak that um that will be uh, presented to the uh, to the courts here soon but uh, people buy into the idea that we need seriously need um, a, a long-term funding formula a long-term way to take care of Geist not only for things happening today but just going in the future we need that stuff so at the press conference today we had a couple news crews there, we had some phone interviews before the press conference with some local uh, reporters, and uh, it was something we streamed online as well. So if you go to the Guy's Conservancy District Facebook page, we actually have the video there from this morning's press conference. So you can go back and kind of see what was said and who said what. But you know, the first interview, in the way really the first person we talked to is Brian Hall. And Brian uh, is, I, I called him the godfather of the conservancy district he really um, you know him and ed and and scott rogers back in the day you know those three really uh ringleaded that whole they kind of
2: made the whole thing happen before it just on by their own kind of brute
1: brute force right and and back you know 19 years ago all they were worried about was speed limits on guys i mean that was their big issue they're trying to tackle it's Mm -hmm. hard to believe now that we have all these other issues and all these other issues have kind of surfaced if they if you will and you know these guys have been at it for 19 years, and I think Brian's ready to move on and do something else. And
2: well, that's 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 almost a career. 19 years of doing anything is, is a it's it's sometimes ready to hand some of the headache over to somebody else.
1: Yeah. So so before I go to the interview I did with Brian, let's take a, a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll have a, an interview I did with Brian just shortly
2: after the press conference. So you can stop. That. If you're listening to Tom, then you know that podcasting works. The question is, who needs to hear your voice? Hi, I'm Dave Anderson with Leadster, and I get the chance to work with Tom and the Town Post Network every week, and now you can too. Visit our website, Leadster.com, or click the link on Tom's anchor.fm page to learn how you could be the host of your very own podcast. We're excited to work with you. So what are you waiting for? Dave, you're actually a sponsor now. Yeah, yeah, I'm a sponsor, so we'd love to have people uh, uh, come in and and have as much fun as you and I get to have every week. So it's 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 uh, it's a lot of fun to do.
1: Yeah, it's less expensive than you think, folks. I know it seems like a, a million dollar valuation here, but we're really less expensive than that. Less expensive than you'd think. Yeah,
2: right and here. you know, where else do you get the chance to to really sit down and and talk in detail to the people who uh, are interested in what you do? Um, it's so hard to get people's attention, but this is one way of doing it. It's a really, really cool uh, opportunity to kind of increase your influence. Well, thanks for what you're doing for us. So, getting back to our conversation with Brian Hall,
1: um, you know, Brian was uh, he felt good today, but he knows this this is not over yet. So, here's what Brian had to say. You know, Brian, I introduced you as the godfather of all this because you've been so involved in this over the last 19 years, and probably before that, before the Geiselit Coalition was formed. Um, how special was this morning for you to see all those petitions filed finally and get this process started? Well, it was a special day, but
3: uh, I don't want to count my chickens before they're hatched. We've got a long road ahead of us, and uh, uh, but I feel very positive. I think we have a lot of strong support, and uh, when you have 37% of the people behind you and you still haven't talked to quite a few, um, I think we... Uh,
1: We feel pretty good about it. So what what becomes the, um, I guess, the objective going forward? I know getting petitions has kind of been square one. What's square two now? Where do we go from here?
3: Well, I don't think we stop. I think we still uh, tell our story. We talk about where we're headed and why and uh, educate those that we haven't had a chance to educate. It's amazing to me how many people still don't know what we're trying to do here. And um, so we still got to tell our story. Uh, We've got to be prepared to answer the questions to the courts and communicate with the NRC. Uh, We still have to uh, water down the law, the Conservancy District law in an upcoming session and uh, make sure that we get the changes in that law uh, made so that citizens will feel comfortable with us and create a user agreement uh, that we can all
1: live with. So is this your way of working yourself out of a volunteer job you've had for 19 years? Is that the subtle way of doing this?
3: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> well, thanks for all your hard work on this. I I think everybody here is celebratory today. We've got a lot of people inside uh, celebrating here at Wolfie's, but thank you for all your hard work, and you, good luck. It's going to be 12 to 24 months before we'll know, but good luck to you.
3: Thank you, and thank you, Tom, for all your efforts as well on our behalf.
1: You're welcome. Yeah, another guy that would uh, got to speak today at Wolfie's, um, He's really kind of been we call him the you know the president of the steering committee but he's really just been the ringleader of all the volunteers. We've got a, a huge group of volunteers helping with this Conservancy District and Corey Peter uh he he's your typical homeowner that moved out here 10 years ago and was started asking questions like well who takes care of that? Well how come these buoys aren't where they're supposed to be and and why is there why are everybody hitting their boat props on these things? Why didn't somebody take care of that? And he found out kind of early on there really was nobody responsible for that. It doesn't just magically happen. No, surprisingly it doesn't. So, you know, you would think that the, the boat launch fees that they charge up there to put your boat in the lake would go towards this stuff. And Marina limited does some of that kind of stuff, but you know, they're not doing the heavy tackling on dredging or weed treatments or anything like that. And so, uh, Corey started asking questions. He got more involved with the Guys Lake Coalition, and then now the steering committee. And he's really just helped, I think, bring a, a voice of the resident to this Conservancy District. Because remember, Brian and Ed and, and Scott and those guys—they've been at this for 19 years. You know, they're—they've been beat up a lot. And so this guy comes in with, I think, a fresher perspective and maybe a different perspective. And it's really resonated well. And I got a chance to to talk to Corey. Um, for a few minutes here's what he had to say okay so i'm here with Corey peter Corey, uh big day for the conservancy district
0: a great day for the conservancy district Uh, a long time coming and
1: a lot of work by a
0: lot of us to get to this point
1: talk about the people that were involved in this because it wasn't just you and brian hall and the people we see in the videos talk about all the people behind the scenes
0: so, uh, all the work, all the work to get here, uh, was done by all of our neighbors, uh, and, and those that live in the communities, uh, that are in this district, uh, the, the, uh, the block captains, uh, the people that helped the block captains, uh, the coordination, the, uh, the conversations, uh, all, uh, all happened because of those of us in the district. And, uh, it wasn't Two or three of us,
1: it was it a was hundred of us, easily. And so you guys are going door to door, you're getting signatures from your neighbors, you're stopping people mowing the lawn, talking to them about this. What was the overall response from people when you talked to them about this? What was their response?
0: Uh, the response was great. Uh, the, uh, there was certainly, you know, it's a process to go through to educate people uh, about what we're doing and, uh, and how we go about this in terms of forming it. Uh, but, uh, but easily, uh, the, the, you know, the, uh, the overwhelming majority of people we talked to were, were thankful. Uh, they were appreciative that somebody was taking the initiative to, to do something and, uh, move us out of this state that we've been in and of nobody taking care of it. And both people on the lake and off the lake? Across the board, uh, it did not matter where we were. Uh, the same same attitude and, and
1: support exists. Well, thanks for all your hard work on this, and I guess now the process actually formally begins, right? It does. Thanks, Tom. We appreciate your support. Corey's just a great guy. He's um, you know he's very likable. The committee loves working with him, and it was funny after we had the press conference, we all went into the uh, inside to the uh, bar area there at Wolfie's and. Um, <laughs> It was funny people were wanting to buy drinks people wanted to do shots it got kind of crazy now out of true transparency i did have some fireball okay
2: that's some good way to start a friday man
1: i told him i'm not driving a church bus today so i might as well have all at it but um, flew in on the red red eye last night <laughs> yeah. Came drinking in a, by noon so i gotta love that yeah, i got home at 1 30 for my trip to nashville and started doing fireball shots at 11 30 but hey Uh, YOLO right you only live once.
2: That's that's right if you're lucky.
1: No, but we had We had a really good um, Good time with the committee to get together and and do all that. We took some photos which we updated our um, uh, What they call the cover image I guess on our Facebook page we updated that today and um, you know, I think the guy that Probably will be quoted more in the future is more so than he was today is Matt Troyer. Matt's the uh, Attorney for the Geist Lake Coalition Matt also lives on Geist and he's been intimately involved in this from his attorney role. He's been kind of the guy spearheading all the legal front of this Conservancy District. It's very expensive, it's very time-consuming, and it's not just Matt. He's got a whole staff there at Bingham, Greenham Dahl, um, helping him out. But Matt, you know, I talked to him because the big question everybody has is what happens next? So I had a chance and an opportunity to ask him just that. Okay Matt, so in layman's terms, what happened this morning?
4: Uh, this morning we kicked off the process. Tom, we filed the petition with the, the Hamilton County courts. You file it in Hamilton County because that's where the largest land mass is for the CD. And uh, when you do, you're telling the courts that you're going to create a CD and you're going to tell it, tell the courts what the statutory purposes are for this CD. In this case, it's for recre. It's a primarily a recreationally based CD. Other than telling them. Uh, what kind of cd you're creating you're you're attaching uh, essentially a legal description and a map of what the cd is going to look like and you're attaching the requisite uh, signatures Uh, because this is a large cd i think we have somewhere near 300 pages of signatures uh, over 1400 signatures in total
1: and how many did you need
4: we needed less than half that i can't remember the exact number we needed 15 percent of the freeholders they're almost 30 to around 3,900 freehold estates in the CD, and we got uh, well over double that.
1: And so, you take these petitions, you filed them this morning in Hamilton County. Uh, what's going to happen next?
4: The the court it'll go through a sort of a traditional court process, and uh, the court will look at the petition, and eventually they will uh, they will set a, a court hearing, not a public hearing necessarily, but a court hearing in which. Um, if somebody wanted to challenge it, they would say, hey, do you have the right signatures? Are these signatures? Are they valid? And we will uh, um, go have a hearing and, and, and go through those signatures. As soon as that hearing is over, then the court will uh, take that petition, and they will, assuming they find that the signatures are valid, they'll send it up to the Natural Resources Commission, who will make more substantive determinations about the CD.
1: So you've been working with this for a long time. You're a resident in Geist. You've Bam. also been working as an attorney on behalf of the Geist Lake Coalition. Um, how cool is it for you today to see all the profile photos on Facebook switching over to the Geist Conservancy District logo with the check mark on it?
4: It's neat, Tom. It's it's neat and it's fulfilling. And, um, you know, I've been a lawyer for 22 years. And, you know, you work for a lot of different clients and on a lot of different projects. And this one is uh, special to me. Um, it hits it, home, doesn't it? It does hit home. And it's been... Uh, you mentioned I've been working on this for a while. We've been at this for about five years, figuring out what the right vehicle would or could be, and then figuring out how to uh, take it through the process. So this is a great, uh, it's a great, it's a great day.
1: Well, go celebrate,
4: will you? Thanks, Tom. <laughs> take care.
1: And then somebody else that showed up afterwards. So, so Matt's better half, I say, is his wife Kim, and Kim is actually a realtor guy. is now. Again, out of true transparency, Kim, I've known Kim for 10 or so years. Um, I, I met her quickly after I met Matt. Matt was the president of the Geist half marathon. He came on the board the very first year we started in 2008 as a volunteer. And so I got to know Kim through that as well. But she's now an advertiser. She's been advertised with me for years. And she's a realtor um, with Keller Williams right there at Geist. And, you know, I think there's been a lot of discussion about the Conservancy District affecting home values. I think everybody's worried about their homes losing value because of the late condition. But other people have proposed, which I think is preposterous, that a Conservancy District is actually going to hurt our home values somehow. Like the fact that we have a tax is going to scare people away from buying a home. Well,
2: you know, those are the same arguments you hear for just about everything. It looks on the surface like, well, the price of the home is going to go up, so obviously the value goes down. But the reality is you're going to have the money that's raised is going to go right into protecting the biggest impact of the, of the property value, which is the, the reservoir.
1: Right. And I, that's what I think, but I'm not a realtor, so I asked Kim what she thought about the conservative district. Again, she's biased, but here's what Kim had to say. Okay, so I got a Geist realtor here, Kim Troyer. Kim, you've been an advertiser, but more importantly, I think, a friend over the last 10 or so years. And from the real estate perspective, you sell a lot of homes on Geist. You sell, um, you kind of specialize in the Geist area as a realtor. What's the impact, do you think, of a conservancy district on home values and, more importantly, just selling a home in Geist?
5: I think it's really important to remember um, that it affects – like. The lake affects everybody. So when I'm trying to sell homes to people on the water, and they ask me questions about it, I said this conservancy district is super important because without it, you know your home values will never last. Um, I use the the Grand Lake in Ohio. Um, property values can go way down um, and I know people get concerned that live off the water et cetera. but it's the whole community I mean this is a community thing and a team thing so you know it's really important to um, let them do what they need to do to keep our community where it is and, and keep property values while they where they should be
1: and you know I always make the argument that you know when you're doing comps on a home at guys they don't just take lakefront homes in a comp if you live a quarter mile off the lake you live you know on the back side of cambridge your home value is impacted by the lake just as much as anybody on the water right
5: oh absolutely absolutely if this um, lake goes down just because you don't live on the water doesn't mean your value is not going to be affected um, those lakefront properties will be affected but the same will happen with the off, off-water properties
1: so if you were showing a house let's say you know going forward as you're showing homes and people are looking to move to the geist area, are you going to talk to them about the conservancy district would you disclose that up front and say hey There there might be a special benefits tax down the road. I mean, do you think they'll view that as positive or negative?
5: I think they'll view it as positive because it's important when you're trying to teach people this. And I always am big on expectations. So I will tell my clients that, you know, this is a, a great new thing that's happening in our area. I'll explain what they're doing. Talk about the assessment a little bit and i don't see any reason why they wouldn't be excited about it i mean they're coming here they're moving here to live on the water and want to enjoy the water and they certainly want to be a part of taking care of it and um, preserving it
1: well thank you so much i you know i think from a real estate perspective i'd much rather see a conservancy district special benefits tax than an hoa fee that just takes care of my entryways and most of my grass out in the entryways this will actually take care of a lake which by all accounts, is our most precious resource we all share in Geist.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's not about just the house itself. It's about your quality of life, like um, Corey Peters said. So definitely think it's important that, you know, that's what they want to do. People live on the water, around the water, because they want to use the water. So, Thanks, Kim. Absolutely.
1: Dave, I I have to agree. I think that home values are directly related to the health of the lake. If I'm going to move out to Geist... My first question is, well, I've heard some things about it not being clean. Can I swim in there? Is it okay with my livestock going geist? I mean, it was a a press release that came out in 2009. You couldn't even have your livestock going to geist because of blue-green algae.
2: Right. Well, I mean, there have been times when, you know, you're afraid to even go out there. But, you know, I'd use this analogy, Tom. If you bought a house with a swimming pool in it, and you walked up and you said, oh, I don't know that I want to take on the expense of running the swimming pool. And the guy said, looked at you and said, don't worry about it. We haven't changed the water in six years and we <laughs> haven't done anything to it. You can just ignore it. And, and the, the, the scum growing out of the back of it, just don't pay any attention to that. Right? You know, is that going to increase the property value or decrease it?
1: <laughs> Good point. Well, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, some discussion... There's there's a lot of people who just don't want to pay the tax. I get that, okay? And if that's your biggest issue and that's the only issue you have, just say that. Just say, I just don't want to pay more taxes. and I don't care how good it is for me. I don't want to pay the tax. Well,
2: that's I, fine. And, and I think they're taking that feedback, right? Isn't it this in a time right now where they're still accepting feedback and hearing that?
1: Well, that the hearings will be started up here soon. And So when the hearings happen, uh, they can voice that concern. And that's, to me, that I have a lot of respect for people to just say that. But don't blame it on something else. Right. You know, don't blame it on, oh, well, um, I don't live close enough to the water to, to realize any upside from the guys being, being healthy. It's like, what are you talking about? If guys tanks, your house value is going to tank. There's no doubt about it. I don't care if you're half a mile away, a mile away. I mean, who wants to live close to a lake that they can't get in?
2: Well, and, and you think about that because there's a lot of ways that you can use a body of water. You know, it can be used as, as it is as just a reservoir. It can be used as a place to dredge for all the things they do. Or it can be used as, as a natural lake that people can go and enjoy. And if you got to think about who you want as the stakeholders there, do you want uh, a government that's, that's miles away, that has no consideration being the one to work on it? Do you want uh, a utility company who owns it to, to be the ones that work on it and make it only for them? Or do you want the people who are right there every single day, uh, having a huge say in how things happen. And, and ultimately, yeah, at the same time, you have a responsibility to pitch in and, and do the things to achieve the outcome you desire. To me, it's the best possible solution you mm-hmm. can you could want. When well, the reality is the people who own the lake, they're not taking care of it. And the
1: local government that's 5, 10, 20 miles away, that's not their jurisdiction either. So really, this is the only a viable model that gives you a long-term financial solution to take care of the problems at hand and let the people that live
2: around the lake, let them decide what the priorities are. And, and it lets them have the, the the power to do that because if you look at it, if the, if the owners of the lake are the utility, right, so if, right. if, if they're using it for what their purposes are, their purposes don't have anything to do with how many fish are in there or what the, the moss looks like. As long as they can get in and make it so that it's, it's, it's passable for their use. Well, you certainly don't want that to be the way that, that this resource gets managed. So no. this is a way of putting that resource into the hands of the people who want it.
1: And citizens just bought that big hole in the ground called a quarry from IMI. And it's going to fill up with water like 290 feet deep. It's going to add another third of capacity to Geist. And as long as they got that channel open between the bridge up off olio all the way down to the dam they get water over the dam because remember the water has to go all the way down to keystone and fall creek roughly down that way to be processed so as long as they get the water down there they don't care what it looks like they don't care if it's green they don't care if there's boat props uh, (laughs) prop island happening they don't care about any of that stuff but from a homeowner's perspective we're intimately aware and keenly interested in making sure that lake is healthy, and it looks good, and it's, up, it's kept up. And we haven't even talked about, you know, dredging is, is kind of that one thing that everybody kind of wants to do, is, is kind of how expensive is it going to be. And that, that study has been done that those results are going to come out here real soon. But there's all kinds of things that could happen at Geist um, that help Geist, you know, live a little bit longer. And um, those things just cost money. You just can't keep passing the hat and just killing weeds thinking you're taking care of it because you're not. You've got to tackle it head on.
2: Well, we're seeing that everywhere you look is that the idea of just trying to take care of a symptom of any problem without looking at the whole issue and looking at it with the perspective of all the people that are involved, um, whether you're talking about the runoff on landscapes of, of these places that were, you know, farmlands, up until five years ago to to all the different things that are happening. It takes uh, a lot of of time and effort and money to make all that happen. But at the end of the day, what you get is a beautiful uh, reservoir a great ecosystem something that can be enjoyed by not only the people who live there but but people who come in and can be done safely in a way that you know that it's going to be here next year and, and for 20 years out right i remember as a you know I, i've been around for a while and i went to high school in the 80s and uh nobody lived up here in geist i mean it was a long way up there's hamilton southeastern but nobody lived up on the lake so what happened there didn't really impact people mm-hmm. <laughs> today there is huge communities being built all around it out in Fortville, McCordsville, Fishers, Geist, and everybody wants to come out and be a part of this in a way that's that's going to be uh, long-term and, and have a lot of value for as long as they can envision. And I've lived here for 20 years, and if I live here for another 10 or 15 or 20 or however long I will live out here, mm. I don't live on the lake, but I live, you know, a quarter of a mile from there. And what happens at that lake impacts what happens in my community
1: right and there's really no other better fairer way of assessing the value to what's going to take to fix this and keep it going in perpetuity than to charge those who use the lake which is you know boat stickers it's people who live in the district it's people who live on the water people who have docks there's no other fair way to do it than just to assess that to them and let them pay for that equally and I think, you know, as this goes down the road, we'll have a lot more conversations about this. I plan to start a series of podcasts just around the Conservancy District because there's a lot of history about the lake that people don't understand or know. Um, there's a lot of things that have happened with the lake over the last 10 to 20 years that people may not know, be aware of. We had a lot of people have moved to the area in the last couple of years and are just now hearing about Look at the analogy. communities
2: that are coming out here. Like I was saying, you know, there are a ton of people who in the last ten years are just experiencing this place. Look at what happens in Fishers and you know that that history, the 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 backstory, the knowledge of of everything that's gone on there is really important so that uh, you can come in, appreciate what's gone before, but then also be part of the future.
1: So this is going to be an ongoing discussion. Uh, If you want more information about the Geist Conservancy District, just go to their website, geistconservancy.com. Also they have a Facebook page, the Geist Conservancy District Facebook page, We do have the video from today uh, that's posted there and up on the website as well, and also the press release that went out today. There was a press release that went out this morning about, I don't know, about 9 o'clock in the morning. A lot of the local news media picked it up. Um, You should see some stories tonight on Fox 59. I think Channel 4 was there, Channel 8 was there this morning, Um, Wfyi did an interview this morning. So you're going to see this more in the news as we go forward. Um, And as Matt said, the next step is going to be the court's going to set a hearing date and um, have the first hearing on this. So keep in the loop on this. We'll try to keep you guys up to date through our podcast. And, um, you know, we're anxious to hear your opinions of it. Uh, Good, bad, or ugly, just go to my anchor.fm page and leave me a voicemail. I'll try to integrate those into some upcoming shows. And, you know, even if you're against it, as long as you're polite about it, leave me a message. I will play it. I'm not saying I won't. But if you call me with a bunch of kooky stuff and it's trying to tell me the Nazis are coming off the moon to take
2: over, guys, it's probably not going to. Oh, here comes a call right now. <laughs> hey, right on time. Well, I, you know, the one thing I was going to say as we close this up, I, I, I just encourage the people who are listening to this to take the time to get. Uh, up to speed and get yourself educated on the issue as well because uh, like any other hot topic there's a lot of noise that's being made by a lot of different people and as you said every perspective is important but the informed perspective is one that that really matters in the discussion. So, rather than hearing something you might hear on the news or you might hear from a, a chat room somewhere, uh, take a minute to to listen to what we're talking about, to whatever the other side's talking about, and uh, and join the discussion if it makes sense for you.
1: Yeah, and also if you go to the guys' Conservancy Facebook page or the website too, there's an FAQ on the website. So tons of information there. There's new questions are being asked now. We're actually updating that as we go. So most of the questions have been asked. If you do your due diligence, you'll probably find the answer you're looking for. Um, so just leave us those messages on our anchor.fm page. It's anchor.fm forward slash Tom Britt. And we'll incorporate those into the next discussion. Until then, we'll have a great weekend, I hope. And will uh, get forward and start stocking up. The almighty Kroger for Thanksgiving.
2: Oh, we're going to have to talk about turkey next week, huh?
1: (laughs) Have a good one, everybody.